podcast where every week we sit down and have a discussion about a movie. I'm your host Mike and joining me is my brother Brian and we would like to welcome you to Amateur Tours. Welcome to the show. Um, <laughs> would you like to introduce yourself Brian? Hey guys, Brian here. Uh, you know, it's you know, it's raining outside right now so if you hear some noises or thunder in the background that's what that is. Um, but you know, it's we're here, here to talk about a movie, a very good movie, that, our, uh, our third film that we're discussing here on Amateur Tours, and uh, last, our last episode we talked about Snatch, uh, interesting episode, very complex film that uh, I guess the discussion went decent enough. Yeah, I thought it went pretty well, I mean, you know, I mean, it was only our second movie and Snatch was a very, uh, de- like, deceitingly... Uh, complex movie as soon as we started tackling it, but I think we did pretty well, considering. Um, had fun with it, at least. Yes. Um, so, that was last week, uh, or last episode, and before we begin, I, I just, uh, want to say that, uh, we, last, it, it's come to our attention that the last few episodes, we've always been forgetting to mention that there are spoilers alert in our discussion, it always kind of comes as a second, second thought halfway through the discussion, uh, we'll try and be better to remind uh, the audience that there are spoilers ahead in every episode of Amateur Autours, uh, just because we... Uh, just the nature of the discussion. Yeah, it's just the nature of the discussion. So, uh, let's get into our second movie, or our third movie, I'm sorry. Uh, comes from uh, my uh, recommendation. Uh, this this episode, we have The Dirties, uh, directed by Matt Johnson. came out in 2013, and it is starring Matt Johnson and Owen Williams. Uh, this film is very indie. Uh, yeah, Not many people have heard fa- about found it. found it on Netflix. Um, and so, I mean, I guess you're wondering if it's still available. So as of the day of this podcast, eight, um, August 18th, 2015, it is still available on Netflix. For yes, you guys to check and out. I would... I would say that this this film is under the radar of a lot of people. I, whenever I ask people if they've seen this movie, uh, no one really seems to have heard about it. I mean, it's still somewhat recent, but I guess it's a very... Like I said, it's an indie film that I guess didn't have a lot of promotion, low budget. Uh, but Kevin Smith has gone on record saying that this is uh, a fantastic film. And well, didn't he? He produced it. Did he? Yeah, uh, on the intro, like... Before the actual like warning comes up, it has Kevin Smith Productions or something. Um, I guess I'll look that up. I didn't know. I wasn't aware of. That, I think but, he uh, did. I remember seeing Kevin Smith's name as like the as the producer like title sequence. It was the uh, Kevin Smith Film Club or something. Like I that. remember that. But um, but yeah. So I guess we'll just get into this film now. This film opens up. Uh, out of a fade to black, saying... Oh, wait, um, do we want to give a plot summary? Uh, well, okay, yes. The The plot summary of this film is uh, two high school kids, uh, film film kids, film bus, uh, make a film about the bullies in their school. And then it ultimately climaxes to a confrontation where one of the, you know, one of the friends, Matt, has just had a, enough of the bullying. And yeah, it eventually leads to him fighting back. In a way, um, 
so yeah, that that is the the plot summary of the dirties. So, uh, sorry for interrupting. So continue. Oh no, it's fine. I was also looking at uh, Kevin Smith's IMDb. I do not see him listed as a producer of maybe uh, not the him, 30s. but maybe his film thing. I I don't see anything, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't anyway, matter. so. Oh, maybe so, because on the cover it says Kevin Smith presents... Ah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so right off the bat, it fades from a black. It says, out of respect for the victims, this footage has not been altered. Um, I kind of had a mad reaction to this, just because I, I don't... I guess they... I don't know if they're trying to portray... Because like, this is not Blair Witch. Uh, in When Blair Witch Project came out in the, in the 90s, they had their whole thing and stick was that this was based off real thing a real event and people actually believed it uh i don't know if that's what they're going for but whether or not they that's what they intended i kind of had a mad reaction to it uh i don't know how you react well i mean I, I always take it um these types of movies because it's like it's a, it's a hollywood production it's obviously you know it could be based off a true story, but it didn't actually like happen in the at least the way that the film is presenting it. So like whenever I take, whenever I see these kind of like warning, like for out of respect for the victims, like we haven't altered any of the footage, I always just kind of take it like they're just trying to further engross me in the movie. It's kind, it's exactly what you know. The best example of this is Fargo, where they're saying like based on a true story, and it's not. It, that's bullshit. So it just it, but it fully engrosses you. Like you're you're really that much into the film. Um, and I, and I realize that like these types of warnings, it's like they. They get old, uh, especially now, but I mean, it's just one more way to get us kind of into it, into the movie. And so I kind of, yeah, I'm kind of like, eh, mad, it doesn't really do anything, but I can appreciate it for, like, what it's trying to do, even though it's not much. Yeah, um, so yeah, I mean, I kind of had just a mad reaction to it, but, uh, right off the bat, it starts with our introduction to our two main characters and also the style of of this uh, film this this film is shot all handheld but i now m when that's said most people say oh handheld is not effective it's just quote unquote shaky cam it just takes people out of it well in this it adds to a the style of the film and it does it in an interesting and unique way that captivates the attention of the viewer throughout the whole uh, film, in my opinion. I don't know how you... How did you view... I'm sorry, I was taking a sip of water. Well, how did you view the, the handheld uh, oh, use well, in this film? I mean, I think we should, at the very end, describe what we, we like our theory of what that is at the very end. Um, but I think, yeah, the handheld footage like just lends itself to a much more personal encounter. It's like, um, you know just for us to deeply connect it's like we're with them going through this kind of journey um and we'll like i just said we'll explain you know our theory about this kind of style of shooting the film at the end well i i think we, we don't, should we don't necessarily have to go at the end i think it's important to discuss it throughout the film because i i, th I believe that one of my theories for this is that uh as brian said like and it's interesting that the cam like the person or the people that are ho that are behind the cameras don't have a personality. They don't have a character. They don't have a name. They don't talk. Yes, there's at least two of them. They yes, they don't talk, and they're hardly, um, I they're they're hardly brought upon. They're hardly uh, spoken to. Not even by the main characters. They're referenced once or twice, uh, which we'll get into later on. But I I this is I feel like this goes into that the camera is supposed to be the viewer. 
and that we are, as Brian was mentioning earlier, that we watch and we're experiencing this with them and that we're there too. And this goes into the theory earlier, or not the theory, the, but the what how this film starts is out of respect for the victims, footage has not been altered. Uh, whenever this, these, uh, this film does something like that, uh, they always remind the, the audience that this is just a movie. Because the first thing out of uh, Matt, the main character's voice, is, well, we're making a movie. So, and that happens a few times throughout, but we'll get to that later on. But this entire scene is to uh, introduce the audience to its two main characters, Matt and Owen. Uh, and f- Matt, the introduction to Matt, he's w- very whimsical. He's talking with a, a kid who's also making a movie. Uh, he's quoting movies. And it, you just kind of really like this guy. He's, he's friendly. Yeah, he seems like a really, like, friendly guy. If, like, really weird. But, like, really harmless. You know what I mean? It wasn't doing anything wrong. His only crime is that he's just kind of a weird kid. Yeah. But this also introduces the main, I guess, conflict of the film. That they're m- making a movie about the bullies in their school and and throughout just quoting movies nonstop Matt goes oh yeah and then we kill them in the end yeah and it's it kind of it plants that seed but at that well, it's kind of it, just a harmless yeah, comment yeah it, it more starts off like just this kind of this is what we're going to make it about and it's not an actual plan yet this is just something for fun yeah. it's a really messed up idea but you know what it's not I'm not actually going to kill people that's yeah. how it starts out and then we get the introduction to his his friend Owen, who seems, in my opinion, disinterested. That he doesn't really necessarily want to be there. Um, he's not as enthusiastic about the film as Matt is. It seems like Matt is really uh, spearheading everything they do in this. And so directly right after this, uh, we get into I guess outtakes and shooting of the film. Uh, it's it's very quick, but it shows that they're kind of normal and and this quote unquote normal. But it also establishes that maybe this is not as uh, harmless or benign. As it's it not as fictional as we think it is. Uh, the it, and this it, and this comes in a scene where they essentially quote the Royale with cheese from Pulp Fiction. They're walking down and they're just kind of having a good time with it, and then they quickly. They they look up like uh oh the dirties which are the the bullies in the school they have labeled them the dirties and just like in the movie yes which and, is which um going off of that I find it um very like a very self referential film like this movie always kind of just refers to that it's always blurring the lines between like Matt's movie and actual reality but I I have more talking points on that as the film progresses um because that is definitely something they stress. Um, but I find that very meta quality to it. Kind, of, it's kind of like a Charlie Kaufman type of like screenplay where it's pretty. It's kind of like adaptation where like they show the the movie being made in like the actual beginning of the movie, and then it's like in the middle they show them putting it together, and then you know what I mean. It's very kind of a little confusing if you really think about it, but it's it makes sense. And it's also an interesting, uh, I guess, way to to uh, show this it's 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 very interesting we'll get into this once we get to that uh, point yeah. of the movie. but what i want to note about this uh is that two things i get from this is that it leads to direct physical violence uh and that matt and owen can't escape mainly mainly matt 
because they only show a well, lot of what I noticed. Owen they, gets his no, but some, but they mainly show Matt getting abused. They do like Owen does get bullied, but it's mainly Matt who's getting the the front of like the brunt of the attacks. Yeah, even though Owen is subjected to the bullies. Yes, but it. Yes, that is true. So it goes to physical violence, and that the dirties it establishes that the dirties are a threat. They're not. It's not. Um, maybe bullies that they're that they're harmless. It's just kind of like just like a little push. No, these guys mean to do harm to Matt and Owen. Really, like really cruel. Yeah, like, it's really it's you know, it's I I feel like no, it's it's very brutal bullying and. And it's just, it's 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 very difficult to watch, but it also sets, starts it that sets uh, that also starts, uh, I guess, the line of thinking of why Matt actually wants to make these movies, why he actually wants to, to quote unquote kill the dirties. Um, and then, so right after this, we get into the interviews about bullying, which I think is a pretty important uh, yeah. scene because there's there's two things that come from this that I took notes on. Uh, he. Matt goes up to a few people and and says, "What would you? What's your advice for people that are bullied a lot?" And the first, it's the first uh, actual spoken advice is that, "Oh, you should talk to someone. There's always someone to talk to." And there's a retort following right after that. This it's a girl in a high school, and she says, "Teachers don't do anything." Uh, so it starts that idea that adults won't do anything and then it cuts to two students who are saying you have to fight back now yeah. the really interesting thing because this is a, a i would say this is like a documentary um from matt's point of view he's making a documentary and what's really interesting about documentaries um is that they're really subjective to what the filmmaker focuses on focuses on and puts in uh i've made a short documentary a 15 minute short and it's very difficult to you, you have a lot of footage, but you, then you have to decide. Like a lot of people say, documentaries are like a really good documentary is something that isn't subjective. But in the end, unless you put everything down that you filmed, uh, it's it has to be subjective because you are looking at footage and deeming that this is more important than something else. So it's interesting to think like maybe they interviewed more things, but Matt is just focusing on, uh, like this one guy says this teacher, this adult figure says, go talk to someone, and then he focuses on people saying, no, that is not true, no, that well, doesn't work. I actually have a thing about that, well, because, like, the first girl that he interviews says, like, <clears throat> anything to say about bullying besides it sucks. Like, no, it just sucks. And then they switch to the teacher saying, there's always somebody you can talk to. I mean, like, people, you know, you know who you can talk to, but if you can't, it's pretty much just a matter of taking that leap and doing it. And then they cut to the girl saying, oh, teachers don't do, do anything. But she also says, you kind of didn't mention, is that, oh, like, they're, like, she mentioned the examples that students are fighting and then stu and then teachers run in the help and then the teachers get punched and don't do anything. So she's talking about when the actual conflict gets to the point of violence, not the act, not preventing it. They don't, and she's right. When, um, when the actual, you know, whatever point of conflict actually rises to the point of fighting and physical violence teachers are powerless to stop that so she is right but not in the sense of the what the same teacher before said and that you can talk to somebody well i think that well yes that is true but that's what i took from it because because as soon as she said that i'm like i don't agree with that like yeah when the fights start 
you can't do anything about. It, but yes, but I, I guess this uh, this also goes into discussion of just like how do you stop bullying, which is this film's commentary is there's there's some social uh, not, there's some commentary in there about like what is effective in combating bullying and what isn't, and how some people what they do when pushed to the extreme, but I guess this. This, I mean, whether or not like going to an adult would stop bullying, like I guess that goes into. But just for help, that, and I think the main, the overarching theme of like, especially for trends in actual school shootings, is that these kids are isolated. They feel ostracized by everybody around them, and that that is eventually what happens to Matt and what drives him to the point of actual conflict and violence. Yes. And so the point is always you you can't do it alone. Yes, that that's true. Um, so that is that segment and then we get to the first instant instance of them um of them Getting bullied well no of them editing oh. the film oh well so they they cut back through um the film and they make comments on what they do so right now it's it's the it's the student project that they're working on the original dirties and you and what's interesting is you never see the whole film that like the the, the original dirties it's more like it, but it gives us more hints at their characters and by the characters that they play. And it's a lot of Matt doing these over-the-top, uh, just crazy characters and referencing other movies. And and if, in this instance that they're editing the film, it's <laughs> it's being John Malkovich, where it's at the... And specifically, uh, if if anyone has never seen John Mal- being John Malkovich, there's a, there's a moment where... Um, the main or the main character goes into uh, John Malkovich's subconscious into a bar, and it's just every single person in the bar is played by John Malkovich, and all they speak is Malkovich, and he is and Matt is referencing this, and he pauses it, and he says, "If people don't get this, this will backfire," and it's kind of it's funny, but also really messed up in a way because. He it's it's like funny and he's like I'm gonna get beat up and he's laughing but it's it's funny but it's really it's sadly true and it also goes into that things are getting so bad that the only way they can cope with their their bullying what's like how it's affecting them is by laughing at it because he's saying I'm gonna get beat up and he starts laughing about it um, I thought that was interesting and then and then don't they introduce like Christy. Yes, that's like a romantic interest. Yes, I was gonna go right into right after the scene. We go into the film class, which is the introduction to the love interest to Owen of Chrissy, which essentially she's the character that pulls Owen out of that uh, isolation away from Matt. That alienation of that Matt is it pretty much alienates Matt. Yes, uh, even more. Yeah, but it shows that the the bullying is ramped up because they're in the film class and Chrissy. Her film project is being uh, show uh, is being shown. Which I don't even know how that's a. It looks like just like a vlog or something. It doesn't it, even look like. It, 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 I, I, I'm just saying. Just going off like projects like that. I mean, I I helped my uh, one of my buddies in school make his senior thesis, and apparently other people's theses were. I mean, the thesis is whatever you want, but I I even I didn't see. Uh, the earlier ones, but I think some of them were like were they like vlog esque, or they were pretty like informal. I guess, I guess. I that's mean, what I, I was told. I'm not saying that can't work. But. I know, but it's it's just I mean, film's a medium that you can do yeah, whatever yeah, you yeah, want. Yeah, exactly. But so, but what I was getting at is that this really shows that the bullying is ramping up. That it's both physical and 
verbal and mental abuse. Yeah. Like, there, it's, it's like the guy going behind him taunting him, saying, like, hey. Wait, it's, like, it's like, that, he's trying it's that to... punk in the green bandana, and he's, like, he's, I wrote down what he's doing, the mat. It's all the mat, too. He's saying, like, he's calling him a pussy. He's throwing stuff at him, saying, like, to move his big head, and just, like, general harassment. Um, and, and then Matt, you just see Matt, he kind of just sits down and he's like, just taking it, but you can see like in his eyes that like, he's just trying his hardest to just ignore it and like block it out. And, um, which I guess goes into the first, like one method of people saying to to deal with bullies is ignore them. Don't give them the satisfaction of a reaction. And I guess that this is one way of Matt Johnson saying that that doesn't necessarily work all of the time. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's just my opinion. I yeah. mean, I might be looking into that a little bit more. But it, it, I think the scene establishes both this character of Christy and that she's a love interest of of Owen, and um, and that then, the that the bullying is on all fronts. Well, they realize it's a, it's a love interest because it isn't the next scene they're editing the film and then Matt's like, oh, like you like Chrissy, and then Owen's like, oh no, like and then and then what he says is like, oh, we'll just put a microphone on our locker, like. <laughs> That's not crazy, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> that was a, that was a funny delivery of that, and it's it's a great scene, um, and they put the mic on the locker. The point, okay, so the the plan is to put a mic on her locker and then have Owen walk by and see her and hear her reaction. Now, it's I guess a good idea and it's a clever idea, but the the execution but it's is creepy. cringeworthy. But it- it's oh yeah, let's do the Malcolm X walk uh, that uh, Denzel teaches or. or- Spike Lee taught yeah, Denzel. Yeah, Spike Lee taught, teaches Denzel. And it's like, it's just and he like, fucking does it. And it's like, and it's like, oh, you gotta hold the brim of your hat, but he's not wearing a hat. And, and, he's, he, like, and he's wearing like a turtleneck and he's like, sw- like swooping his arm like in really dramatic ways. And I'm like, oh my it's god. It's utterly crazy. But it's the point is, the point is she doesn't notice him. Yeah. By listening to Well, Matt. it's funny. At the end of that scene, they say, oh, look, it's your boyfriend, Owen. And they're like, oh, yeah, right. And they start laughing. And they're like, oh, she noticed you. And then and then Matt drops the line, you know, it would be better if they didn't laugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and then, and I think the next segment is the, the they, you meet, we meet that nerd. Isn't that? Oh, I, 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 I don't think I took notes on that. But yeah, I think, oh my, it just shows like even like they're even lower than like the biggest dweeb in high school. Like <laughs> they're the lowest on the totem pole. Like this kid is like, you know, off the walls nerdy. Like he even has like the little high voice thing and glasses. Like and stereotypical he, he just, nerd. I'm like, like Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Nerd. <laughs> and he's and he's like talking about like eating out his mom and stuff. And they're just like, what? Very crude. And they just kind of, they I guess they ignore it. Yeah, it's very but, crude. And then we get to, um, the. I'm going to go straight into the teacher. The teacher uh, delivery and this quote unquote celebration of them finishing the first draft of the dirties. Oh yeah, I didn't write notes. So that. well, okay. So I think it's it's interesting um, in that like if you study like making. So I really like this because I've uh, we both love films. We're like both uh, making our sh- our own amateur shorts, and I I've been in. Um, uh, film classes, and I th- really took interest in this is because Matt is a pretty smart guy when it comes to filmmaking because he's given an obstacle of okay I, I have to get the dialogue from my teacher but how do I I I I have to swear in the scene but I can't swear in front of him so they record the dialogue and 
and they get it done, and then, <laughs> it's funny, right at the end, they say, alright, now stand up and say, ah, and he just, ah, and then, they, and then it cuts later on, they go back in the room, and they reshoot all their dialogue, where, where they just, just scream, like, profanity. It's and... them screaming profanity and swearing. And, and then they, like, shoot their teacher. Like, yes. That's, that's why they ah. said, scream, ah. And I think this is, I really enjoy the bits of the movie that are like this, and this really goes to show that the film is really multifaceted in that it has humor with the teacher, and it just shows them dedication and and, the, and their wit for really working around their restrictions. And I really like I did, I do like the scene, and it just goes to show that they really, or at least Matt is really into movies, and that kind and it goes more that especially Matt's obsession with film gets really. Uh, that becomes his only separation. Yes, well, it becomes important in the, uh, later in the film. Um, I also, I guess, the comment on the actual, what we do see of the actual Dirties movie, I kind of like it. It has, like, this really, like, grindhouse esque like, shooting style to it, and I, and I just like it. Um, Which comes into the uh, the first screening. Well, actually, no, because I'm forgetting the interesting, there's a montage right after. Yeah. Um, it's, it's them shooting the last thing. And it's 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 it starts off. It's it's interesting in that he's like, oh, you know, we're, this is the last f- shot of the film, and I want us to have like a celebration. And then he says it, and they immediately have the celebration. And you're like, oh yeah, I feel really good for these guys. But then something interesting happens in that within the montage of the celebration, it has cuts of Matt being bullied. Yeah, only Matt. Yes, and also well, that this goes into the subjective nature that Matt is making the film, so yeah. he's only going to focus on well, him I mean, getting it bullied. Is about and him. by the end of the film, he and Owen are so different. Um, uh, here, you need to keep. Uh, here, we're gonna stop right here. I'm gonna edit this out. Dad is calling me. All right, sorry about that, guys. We uh, we had to uh, we had a phone call that we had to take. Uh, so where I believe we left off was. Uh, we were talking about the celebration and that um, it was being intercut with bullying, and I really I think that's interesting because it's it's solely Matt that is being bullied and and um, yeah it's just I think it's a very interesting montage and it just shows more of uh and again it goes into the idea that Matt is editing this film and um, and that he is choosing to show himself being bullied. So uh, I don't I don't know what you had to say what you thought about that but oh yeah I actually remember what I was gonna say um uh, amongst this scene uh, they have like the the um of like Matt and Owen walking down the hallway and I think I might be looking too much into it but it showed like Matt is the only like Owen's walking down like straight kind of like nonchalant and then Matt is like doing like kicks and like uh, like twisting and turning and stuff and like running down the hall and so like he's the wild one so it's like it kind of already setting like how these guys are different. In that, like, Matt's kind of wild and, like, kicking and stuff and do whatever he wants. And then Owen was just, is kind of just going with the flow and just walking calmly down the hallway. Yeah, that's a, that's that's very good to, like, pick up on that. Um, so, right after that, we get into the, the obviously, the first screening. Uh, the It starts off that the professor is kind of going with it. Um they see the cur- he hears the swearing and he's and he says oh he's he's laughing but then it gets to his scene which was just previously shot and and he and if quickly his expression changes from going with it kind of giving it a shot to this is unacceptable and which he- i th- i think it's it's very it's very odd that he didn't think it was unacceptable that 
it's them like they're they yeah they actually got like arc like they actually followed the bullies and filmed them just standing there like smoking cigarettes and then they interspliced them like with guns like like okay we're gonna shoot them and he didn't find and he was laughing at that well, I just kind of found maybe that a little he weird. didn't know that they weren't in on it no but it but... it kind of goes to the thing where it's like they they not everybody really knows what's up even if it's like kind of staring at you in the face yeah I can I can understand what you're saying but. What so now? What does he? What he does after his scene? After he gets quote unquote killed, he stops and says, "You need to make a lot of changes." And mostly to cut the swearing, cut the violence. And Matt is is very angry. And I think this is a very pivotal scene for the character of Matt. So my theory with this is that this film acted. This was Matt's way of getting his revenge on the dirties. He wanted to be really as foul and violent as possible to give, in his mind, the dirties their comeuppance. If he could do it in this film, uh, that means that he has retribution. But once this film, and and this is the, this film is the means of doing that. Now, once the teacher, quote unquote, guts his film, it does nothing but fuel. Uh, Matt's sociopathic or psychopathic tendencies. Now he doesn't have, he doesn't have something to go back and say this. Like he's not in this film. He can fantasize that that is actually happening. But now that that film is taken away from him, he can't have that fantasy. Um, I, mean, I didn't think about that, so that makes sense. That's just how I viewed it. And and now going back, now Matt takes this very hard and personally, and. And going, I guess, just from an amateur film perspective who's submitted stuff in, like, film class, and I kind of related to that because whenever you make something, you put your, just all this time into it, and and someone tells you you need to cut this, you kind of are really, you, you don't really want to do that. You think what you make is is perfect, and then, it, but it takes, it takes more to look back at your work objectively and say, Yes, that should be taken out. But Matt is not looking at his work objectively, and and for the reason I just said that this film is his means of getting revenge on the dirties. Now he doesn't have this, and his teacher says you have to cut the film by tomorrow, which I think is ridiculous. But he has 24 hours to cut the film. He ends up doing it, and this is the film premiere at the class. Now, Matt and Owen are obviously, they don't want to show the film, they're not enthusiastic, their heads are down, uh, I took it as they're taking cover for what is about to ensue, because I think these, when I first saw this film, I thought the bullies, or the dirties, were going to give them hell for portraying them and quote-unquote killing them. Yeah. Um, and it's important to note, in the beginning of this film, it has another, like, subtitle, and I wrote it uh, verbatim, in a suburban school on the edge of town, two students to two students decided they would take down the gang that ran their school. That sounds a lot like... This is the first reference, in my opinion, to Columbine. Yeah. Two students in a suburban... In the, I guess, from what I've seen, Columbine might be in the middle of nowhere. But uh, I've seen the videos of uh, the Columbine uh, shooters... And they're saying, yes, this is in the middle of nowhere, and there's my hellhole. And, and they go into their school, and they take out everyone that bullied them. And Columbine they is also... kill innocent people, too, though? Yes, they did. Yeah. But I don't know too much about it. I kind of try to stay Columbine away. Columbine is that. also referenced pretty heavily throughout this yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, but um, we'll get to that. So... And people even bully their film. Like, yeah. they, they can't even just sit there. Now, that, as a film... Again, student... Or I'm not, it's just from the film classes that I've taken, 
whenever someone's work gets on there, you be respectful and you sit down and shut up. Even if it's not good, you give them respect because they put time into making this film. Now, and like, and it first came with, uh, now if I were that teacher, I would be, uh, I would be living. I'd be shutting those guys. Yes. Not like Matt, no one, but like everyone else down. He's like, he's kind of like passive. Like, oh guys, like give him their attention. Give him respect. Come on. It's a, it's a film premiere. I'm like, dude. And I guess that's another idea that the adults aren't doing anything. And this also, in the next scene, the follow scene, um, really showcases that adults aren't really doing anything. But in this, it it first came with, uh, uh, they're about to take a quote-unquote blood oath in the film, and someone's like, oh, they're going to share AIDS, and people are, like, laughing at it. I'm like, that is horrible. And then, and then, like, the Malkovich scene comes, and that's when Matt decides to leave. He walks out of his, out of his But he also, but what I noticed is that he's still watching through the window. Oh, yes, I was going to... So, it's, it shows that, like, he's outside of everybody else, but Owen stays. He's with everybody else in the classroom. And this is, I believe, where the inception of the idea of shooting up his school comes into play. But... And now these next few scenes is where I think it really solidifies the the next scene. Quick jump cut is the rock. Owen gets a rock thrown at him and it hits him in the head, which I think is the catalyst for everything. I think this is the moment with that really kickstart everything. And this, this further, like I said earlier, this further retorts the claim, like early on, that people don't do anything. There's two adults in the back. They see it happen, and they're just, no, they're, they're sitting in a car and they get out. And yes, like, but what they happened? see it happen, and then but they're st- they're standing there. He this kid has his head is bleeding, and he and his friend is like, "Are you okay?" And they're just standing there in shock, and they only ask him if he needs help when he's walking towards towards them yeah. after the fact that he's like okay he's <clears throat> not like he's not seriously hurt he can walk and that was very it's a very shot like, it's pretty i think that's a really realistic claim or really realistic thing in life that people will just kind of turn a blind eye yeah. and not get involved and, and then and, and that's then, one i think that's where the commentary kicks in of like this is part of the problem well, and then and then they go home and then this is where i really believe that like the lines between matt's movie the dirties and reality are starting to blur for matt because it's like he immediately is like hey so like what if we actually like killed them what if we actually brought real guns and like that's what we showed our movie as yeah, and then he says we should have killed them, like, but we only shoot the bad guys. Yeah, well, and they say he's like, oh yeah, we'll only like we'll have shirts that say or like megaphones that says like, oh we're only here to kill the bad guys. And then like immediately after, Matt just stands there looking, like he's like, like this I, is a good idea. Yeah, like the look, like, I wrote, like this the look in his eye, it's like a glint of like crazy. He's just staring, standing there, just smiling, like this is. He's, you can tell he's just thinking about killing these kids and he's like this is a good idea like we need the right he's like oh this is so funny and i think that like that's he, always he thing. calls it the dirties too now this is where the theory that i've had that whenever they introduce something like this they always go back and say this is just a film because the next scene like the, the literally right after they're watch it's it's matt and owen and the unknown cameraman are watching a film and matt looks up at the camera and says oh you want some popcorn and, he, and then a hand and reaches he, up and gets Well, it. no, he, he gives it over and you don't see the hand. He do. It doesn't matter. You He hands him popcorn. And I took that as just, it's the filmmakers, Matt, Matt Johnson and, and Owen Williams saying, this is just a film. Like, But I think it's, no, I think it's, it's not saying, oh, this they is just a film. They are offering the viewer popcorn saying, you are watching a film. Well, yeah, but, but also, I think it's more of like this, it, like our theory of saying, like, we are actually there with them. It's like, well, since you're here with me, here's some popcorn. Like, I think it's both, yeah, like, this is just a movie, but it's also saying, like, it's breaking the third wall, saying, like, you're here with us, going through our story. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I I think both interpretations can be right. Mm. Again, it's interpretation. Um, and now, and then the next scene is them trying on clothes, which is funny, but it's really messed up. Yeah. And and it's just them like saying, "Oh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll just do this and this," and they're making jokes. But my, I think my quote unquote, I don't want to say favorite, but it's the catcher in the rye. And before I, I pause it, I remember I was writing. There's now there's Mark David Chapman and uh, John Hickney Jr. Who, uh, as in Mark Chapman killed John Lennon. He was, and uh, and and John Hickney Jr. the assassin of um, I believe it was uh, Reagan, and he yeah and I think. and they both had Catcher in the Rye. And then and and I I remember I was wa- I forget what documentary I was watching. It was probably a Salinger. It's I believe that's still on Netflix and. And they said, and they they had a segment of this like people really connected to Catch in the Rye, especially those of that are not really mentally that are stable. like Holden. Yes, that are like Holden, and they even and even Matt Johnson or Matt he states, oh, crazy killers are obsessed with Catch in the Rye, and that also becomes another yeah. uh, thing later on. <clears throat> and shit. And then right after the scene, it goes to more bullying. Their clothes are thrown in the shower, and. As they're wait, and again, this is more exemplifying the bullying. And as they're waiting for clothes, uh, Matt is waiting outside, and he's fantasizing about shooting people. He's saying, "Hey, well, what is this? What's the meaning of this?" And he's like, Poof. "He's like, he's kind of like having a De- like guns. He's having a De Niro moment. Yeah, yeah. Except not in the mirror. He's just, but he's he's playing like, oh, this is his. You talking to me? Like this is his moment where he's fantasizing about shooting people. Um." And then, and then we cut to Matt getting blueprints of the school, which is this is when it starts to get real. Uh, but also, Matt he's not totally in it yet because he also like he gets the blueprints and then he also like looks at us and is like, "Isn't this really like messed up that I got these?" Which I think is the commentary where it's like it's easy to do any of this stuff. Like any like I think anyone can do this, which is what he's trying to say. Yeah. And, and this and like, it starts to get real because he gets the blueprints. And he's starting to really look at them, and he starts making a list yeah. of well, who and, he wants well, to kill. Well, because he's like, who's that guy who threw the rocket Owen? And he kind of just looks off, like, just thinking, I'm like, whoa. Like, this is where it starts. But also, when he's getting the blueprints, like, oh, it's for my school project. Like, that is, that is, like, it's for my school project is, like, the rationale or, like, the excuse for everything up oh, until. Oh, I never really even caught up on that. I That's a good that's a good point. I just thought of it was just an excuse to get the, the blueprints. But that does makes sense because in the end or towards later in the film he says this is for a movie this is how he this is how matt dissociates himself from his yeah. crime by saying it's for a project yeah which that's a good point i never thought and i really like don't that. know like he obviously is comprehending what he's doing but like i this is why i think like the whole crazy thing where like the what the mom says eventually the night before he does you know goes to the high school for like the last time is like they they mention this which when we get to the scene i'll 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 say it but um, it, it this is like just a very prevalent theme is like he's kind of losing his grip on these two types of situations, the movie and him in his actual re- real life. Yes. Now the next scene is the lunch scene where Owen. It's it's one of the first uh, co- it's like it's a really it's a confrontation that Owen has with one of the bullies. Now the one thing I have to say is this school a preparatory for fucking assholes? I yeah. mean, that's, that was I was like I was getting pissed just watching it. I mean. It's it was an accident. Uh, okay, so the scene is Owen is at lunch and they're talking about uh, Chris, uh, Christy. Is that her? Yeah, Chrissy. Chrissy and and he's like, oh, I don't. And he and he's and he's with other friends too, which is 
important to note. And isn't Matt with them too? No, he's not. I Ooh, think that's that's something. And and Owen sticks his chair out to like I guess get up, and he hits a jock who spills. He's not his even lunch. a jock. He's just a douchebag. He, yeah, he's an ass, and he's like, "Oh, you spilled this on my shirt," and he's like, "Stand up, talk to me," and then he slaps him. And he demeans Owen, and I was and then, like, and then he, and then he this looks was totally unnecessary. And then he looks at like the, the, his friends are playing like Magic the Gathering. And he's like, "What are these fucking like cards? Like, grow up!" I'm like, "Dude, step the fuck off!" You know, like you're such an asshole. Yes, but it's just this is when I get like whenever bullies are portrayed in movies. I don't know. I know. You know what? I'm not even gonna make a comment on that. Just from my experience, I've never met a bully like that. But they do exist. Yeah. But and that's and honestly, I was thinking about that. I'm like, we never seen like you know in high school, we never really saw bullies like this. But I think that's kind of the point is that that these movies kind of get at is that nobody really sees that. But that's not to say they don't exist. Because no, I'm I saying I'm saying they, they exist, exist, but we don't see it. You know what I mean? And, and then there's I guess a lot you can going go into on. the. Do we choose not to see it? Like, the philosophy, do we choose not to see it? Like, see, that's why I don't bring it up, because I'm like, then I'm just kind of like, am I an asshole, or, or is it really not are you happening? Part, are you actually part of the problem? Yeah, exactly. Or not, not you, just in general. Like, people that choose not to see it. Well, I mean, if I saw, if I saw a kid getting, like, you know, physically, like, or, like, verbally abused like that, I'd be like, dude, step off. You know what I mean? I think we are good guys, and we would kind of do that. Yeah, but then you can get into that most people would it's like it's not my problem i'm not gonna get involved like that's what i like like if you like anywhere it's just it's not my problem i'm not gonna get involved and that's the bystander theory yeah exactly like if you're not you know and i and we are guilty of that too like that's happened. everyone's guilty everybody's of that. guilty of that but see yeah. this is why i don't like to talk about it because i'm like oh well you know <laughs> i get it but so that scene happens and then we get up the planning uh, montage where it's it's very again these montages are very short but it has uh, Matt uh, making a, a path through school and he's making a list of names and this leads to the campfire scene between Owen and Matt and this introduces just it's not it's not introducing anything but it's it's uh, it's Matt yeah, it is introducing something it's it's Owen he for a second he indulges in that fantasy of like well, I'm I don't think to this. well I don't think that Owen really understands about like oh well, I get no yes he does just indulge. for a second like yes, he indulges but in I, I don't think he really thinks that Matt is really going to do it but yes he does indulge in that fantasy well, I think I mean I think really in that in that sec in that moment where they're staring at a campfire and Owen looks just as hurt as Matt and Matt's like who you know it's like who who is that guy who hit you with the rock and he's like Jackson and then he's like, who would, and he pulls out his list, and he's like, so who would really be a dirty? And then Owen lists off, like, a name or two, and, like, and in his look, he's just staring into the fire, like, he's really kind of being consumed by that, just for a second. Oh, yeah, I agree. So, yes, that, and then, and then it shows that Matt, he says that he's getting bullied, he got bullied for being himself, that was the first time, and I think that's pretty, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yes, because yeah, that's yes for for sweatpants when he was in sixth grade, and he just always and it's that's stuck with him. Uh, so then the next scene we get, uh, they're taking measurements. It, it gets the plan. It gets more. It the tension starts to get more and more. Like it, it starts to build more and more because as the film progresses, he obviously um, the planning becomes more deliberate. Now they're taking measurements at the school. They're taking pictures. And he even no he, Matt is yeah well Owen helps him oh but the whole time Owen's like well we really shouldn't be doing this like this just looks really weird like um 
He know he knows it's wrong. So Owen is still even trying to distance himself from that. But then Matt's like, "Hey, look, like, hey, Chris." And then Chrissy walks by and he's like, "Hey, Chrissy, we're planning a school shooting. Like, who do you want us to kill?" Yeah, I was yeah, I was about to say he jokes it, and then it's it's played as a joke, but it's kind it's, of a I don't think it's a joke, joke at all. No, it, it's it's played off like a joke, but like he kind of half means it because you know we all. Oh know well, what's gonna I happen. I was saying like he. I, at least he half plays it off as a joke. Yeah, and that's kind of the that's then that's the whole thing. He's kind of always teetering on that line of what what is this? Yeah, am so I then, acting or is this real? Yes, and then this whole thing leads to uh, Chrissy or Owen getting Chrissy's number, and there's a funny exchange where it's kind of a radio, like an old radio s call where they I, I believe that's Fast Times at Richmond High. It's, I forget. They put on a movie with a party in the in the and then they like in the background and they turn and on and the, shut the door and stuff and yeah, play. It's pretty wildlife stuff. Uh, it's just like ra- old radio. He like pretty mu- it's pretty much just his in to be ke- get, like talking to Chrissy and stuff. Yes, yeah, so, and give off the impression that he's not a loser. A, yeah, a quote unquote loser. And then uh, Chrissy think like she actually says hi to him, which is a I mean that's still a big deal for me right now, <laughs> where a girl saying hi to me. But he. Uh, as an introvert as he is, like, that's a big deal to him, and girls don't talk to especially him. Especially the girl that he likes. Yes. And notices and him now. Especially since, like, he's walking by the locker, and they're like, they don't even notice him at first. And then, then they start laughing, and then she's like, oh, hey, hey, Owen. And then he's like, what? Uh. Yes. And so, then, yeah, it's a big deal. And then from that, we get the cottage, where uh, Matt and Owen both go with Matt's cousin, and they fire guns. Now, this is where they get the experience and the practice, and Matt, this is where... And his, the guns. Is that's their that's their in. Yes, that's his in to get in. his firearms, and it's. I mean, it's played off. I guess as a. I guess kind of as a bonding thing. But since the audience knows how this movie, where this movie's going, it's kind of. It's it's like this. It's like the scene in Elephant, uh, another uh, school shooting movie by Gus Van Sant. Very that good movie. they order the gun and they're and they're firing it. It's kind of like that, but this is played more of a buddy buddy. Uh, yeah, kind of manner. And and then we get to um, the bonfire with uh, late at night on the same day with uh, it, I guess it's Matt uh, it's Matt's, it's Matt's cousin's, cousin's friends. friends and they go and there's a and there's a line of dialogue I mean Matt and Owen seem to fit in here and but there's a line of dialogue that a that a, a girl there is telling Matt and she says you're thinking in movies like this stuff does this only happens in movies and I took note of that I'm like he that's how he thinks he only thinks in films like he dissociates himself from reality by saying this is only a movie yeah um I also noticed like yeah since you just said like they actually fit in there pretty well I think that just goes to show like the whole it's kind of like what a clockwork orange is getting at it's like just like this bully and violence is just like such an uh, an innocence like an uh, innocent like naive type of thing that only like the young can really do that it really kind of just grows out of you with experience and like maturity and i really think that kind of hits home at this bonfire where it's like they're actually like talking to guys like they're, they're actually you know fitting in more or less with people that are like you know at least i would say early 20s you know they're all drinking beer at a yeah, bonfire they're, they're all just having a good time yeah and and yeah it's just a relaxed environment but i do really like that you're thinking in movies and that kind of again goes more of the the character of Matt, and how he's just not in touch with reality. And then right after this, we get more planning, um, another short montage. Like, of... Owen gives Chrissy a cake, they just get closer. Oh, yes, but it's, I'm talking about, uh, pictures of, of, uh, 
Matt is hanging up pictures of the dirties. He's uh more drawings. He's, he's reading school. Columbine. He's reading stuff about Columbine. He's reading the book Columbine by and Dave then Cullen. The next day they goes to they go to the library and he's like, We should catch out or we should we should uh check out all the catcher and the rye books and he's like, Why? It's like, Oh, we're gonna be crazy and he's like, Why do you want to yeah. say crazy? He's well, like, No, it's it's funny. I yeah. said we're gonna be funny. And I'm like, funny this. to who? Well, that's the point. He, yeah, exactly. He, he, this is when Matt is starting to become really psychotic, and he he wants to take all of the books. So when they find him, which but yeah, I'll get to that in a minute. But when he takes all the books and they find him, it's like oh he's he wants to fit that stereotype of a psychopath. It's just like oh he really like yeah. He, and when he's really doing it, just because other people have done it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it makes it seem funny, funny the who, and then and then and then they're that the um. Like the play, the musical they're rehearsing, like and Matt and Owen are just kind of like standing in the rafters, and then Matt, uh, like sees like a lighting, thing, I was like a spotlight, and he uses this, like a machine gun. I was gonna bring that up. Matt is at this point is is constantly thinking of violence, mm-hmm. and he can't. There's nothing else on his mind except the dirties and getting revenge. Yeah, and then I think I think they cut to a scene of Owen learning how to play guitar. I, I think so. Which is I, just him. It's getting further away from Matt. I didn't really take. Yes, I didn't really take too many notes on. Neither that. did I. I took more I just, notes focusing I just, on Owen. I not I Owen, just Matt. I just wrote that Owen is yeah getting. He's just getting further and further away from Matt. Yes, and so right after that, uh, we get into when Matt and Owen are together, and this is when I guess the friendship is really. It's really this. It is really where, starts to get. This is where Owen point. sees Matt for what he is. Yes, they uh, or starting. And to. this There's is when you realize too. that the film that we are watching, The Dirties, uh, is that he. It's real. Like he starts editing. You start seeing bits of Matt editing what we'd previously seen, and he's and he's making his documentary about the Dirties. And this is yes, as Brian said, Owen realizes what Matt truly is like and actually and he I, says i'm out of here I'm i wrote gone. down the exchange it's like well like why owen's like why do you have the pictures and then matt's like for the movie and then says what if your mom were to see those and that's where owen's mom or matt is like my mom never she never she never noticed you. she's too busy with work and then um like she's that and that kind of goes to show like again the theme of you know adults don't really notice it or people don't really notice it and then owen's like well I'm out of here. This is getting too real. Yeah, and this is when Matt is really dissociating himself from his act. In that he's saying, "This is for the movie." Like, if if someone asked me what these are for, it's for the movie. It's he's doing this for a grander idea, and and he, and like, there's a few scenes after on like the uh, Matt is picking fights with the Dirties to get it on film, and that he can show in his documentary, and then. He has one interesting bit of dialogue when he's editing. He says, "This it's it's interesting. It, this you see that this happens to you on camera, but it feels like it's a different person." And that is and that is and that really is, heartbreaking. And that tragic. is him further dissociating himself from his and he, act. And, and he kind of smiles too, like, "Yeah, like it, it really didn't happen. Like I can pretend all I want." And yeah. It's just really sad. And then Matt and Owen have a, a fight on the cliff. Uh, where they want it, like Matt wants to just get some shots, and he's like, "Trust me, this is only a movie." And then Owen says, "This is not a movie. This is reality." Matt, and he says, "You're always acting." Yeah, he says, "You're always acting. It's always a movie for you. I can't tell like when you're acting and when you're not. Um, like I don't know what's I don't know what's real and what's not with you." Um, and then that's when I think that's like kind of the final straw. Yeah, and at at this point, Matt and Owen go their separate ways. They have a physical altercation. They have a fight, and after this, uh. 
Matt starts editing flashbacks between him and Owen. Well, and then they all and then and then he cuts saying, "Is this cheesy? This is kind of cheesy. I I don't know why." But I'm I think like I this. think the final like nail in the coffin is that there's a there's footage of Owen double talking with Chrissy, and that's and Owen was double talking with Matt in the beginning of the film, and now he's doing it with Chrissy. I think that's that's signifying that Owen is now out of like is pretty much officially gone out of Matt's life. Yeah, so that it, was And now Matt is isolated. Yeah, so Matt is now totally alienating himself and he starts prepping his guns and his plans and it goes into it's really showing his psychopathic tendencies. Uh when he talks with the, his mom, I guess I'll let you talk about that cuz I think you have more notes about that. But he's wearing his catcher in the rye shirt yeah. and he's just saying, "Oh, I'm like, do you think I'm crazy? I don't think I'm crazy." I I thought that was that was like the most tragic scene in the entire film is when he kind of just strolls up to his mom is drinking juice and he's like hey mom like do you think i'm crazy and he's kind of like pleading like please don't tell me like i'm crazy like please just kind of help me out and his mom's kind of like she's she's like yeah like you're not crazy like i love you well, like, she says and she also get, says that the definition of crazy yeah. is when you lose touch with reality which well, is clearly yeah. what Matt I wrote down she said crazy typically means when you lose your ability to tell the difference between your thoughts and reality and that's like when you lose your reality test that's when you're crazy and, and, like, when Matt, he kind of just laughs, and he's like, yeah, I, like, I didn't think I was, like, no, I don't think I'm crazy. Well, I think at that point he realizes, like, No, maybe. he knows, he knows he's crazy, he, that, and that's what makes it so, like, sad, is that he, just the look in his eye, he's just, like, you can feel it, he's like, wow, yeah, I'm done and for. It's even, yeah, and he, and that is further, uh, exemplified, because in the following scene, he's doing all through the credits that come at the end of the film, he's like, and he turns to the camera and says, you have to put these in for me. It's like, I'll render them. I'll, they're done. You just have to put them in. And then also, and then he burns his notebooks. Which I thought was interesting. Why, why do you think he burned his notebooks? I think that's, well, now he, he, this is another thing. He, I think he's on almost close, he's on the, he's tearing on the edge, he's so close to falling on the edge of just completely succumbing to, like, his delusion, like, for, he's so, on, he's on the edge of actually self-actualizing what he's about to do, and this is him where he's like, so, I think he's subconsciously like, I need to, you know, erase all my tracks, and then he's like, yeah, I'm burning my notebooks, and he says it kind of, like, so offhanded, like, yeah, I need to burn my notebooks, like, he I doesn't just, really he just, believe he's doing it. I guess, I, I guess that's one way, because I, I mean, I always thought when he was, like, when he said he was taking all the Catch in the Rye books, he's like, oh, we're going to seem, like, insane. I thought that was him saying, like, he doesn't, and then he doesn't want to get rid of all the stuff. He wants to leave, like, uh, there's, there's that always, was just the act, a lot of psychiatrists believe that, I mean, I've read psychiatrists of reports and, and interviews that they believe that some of these school shootings are responsible because the, uh, I guess the shooter, they want to go down in infamy. They want to go down in a blaze of glory. Like Columbine, for example, they this happened in the 90s, and they're still being talked about to this day, and they're still always brought up in debates. I think that was like the first real thing, though, of a school, like kids walking into a school with assault rifles and killing people. I think that was really the first time that ever happened, I think. Uh, At least on such a large scale, and like it just captivated a nation, I devastated a nation. There's lots but... of other factors about that because, I mean, there's, this is also in the 90s, it, like, violent, fi- they, there's also the the case about violent video games, films, I think that's another Music, reason. Like, they, I know they blame Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I, I think there's just so many facets to Columbine, which is why I think it, one of the reasons why it hasn't, 
it's still prevalent. Yeah, um, I mean, also the fact that it's a horrible tra- uh, travesty. Yeah. But um, and then so I guess now speaking of travesties, I guess we get to the shooting or yes. like the the build up to the shooting at the school he, where he gets and he goes to school early and he starts planning cameras around school's GoPros and he wants to show every angle at least of his first kill. And and even even teachers are like, oh, what are you doing here early? He's like, yeah, it's for a movie, and that shows that for like projects for his for Mel Maldoon or something. And th- I think that's not an excuse. That's him like actually like still trying to cling to that, you know, he's rationality. Justifying, he's that, justifying like, what he's doing. Like this is just like this is actually like I'm not gonna kill people. Like part of his mind is believing that he's still okay, and so then. And so, but then they get to the scene where he's just sitting by himself, and he's freaking wearing. Yeah, the I was shirt. gonna say he has the shirt uh, We're saying just, We're just here. here for the bad guys. And I actually, oh, I mean, I saw this film, I think, a, a little over a year ago for the first time, and I and I don't think I caught it. I didn't catch this that. time. I was like, I, I was Whoa, looking at his shirt. I, 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 I saw bad guys, and I was like, oh my god, he's wearing the goddamn shirt too. And then, um, yes, and then he his alarm goes off, and he walks up, and it follows him, and. And he says, "Oh, hey, hi!" And he pulls out a gun, and he, he goes to the, his back. He goes to the bullies who tripped him. In the first like act of in violence the in, the, in the beginning, and and it's also interesting when he first gets shot. The camera, it's it's the it, they you get you. It's in the very top right hand corner. You see him shoot. It's a pretty like bad student. angle. But it's also to get the reaction of everyone. Yeah, exactly, else. exactly. And the reaction is just people just stand there. They're like they don't. They're in total shock. They don't believe what's going on. Yeah, and I find that very like that. Yeah, they're just standing there, and then they really run away when the other bully when the, when the runs guy runs away, away and he shoots, him. and then he gets shot, and no. then that's when they're like, "Oh shit!" and they all everybody just flees. No. What I thought was interesting about that, he says, "Don't worry, we're here for the be- for the bad guys." Everything he said in in his inception, he's doing. Yeah, and that's that's very interesting that he does that, and then he sees Owen. And he says, "Oh, and oh, and now he runs by, and and I think what's very brutal when he runs by, he pops." Yeah, another shot into the guy that he like the the, the guy that running ran. away the second bully and uh, he also does a lot of uh, he 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 flips the tables right after he shoots him like he shoots the first guy and he's holding onto his hand he says oh let go of my hand man why why are you holding on to my hand and he shoots him again and then the guy runs away and this was the guy that told him sweatpants are are out and he says it to him again he's like oh sweatpants are out and he says don't worry we're here for the I'm bad i'm pretty sure guys. that was the guy who like humiliated i i, I think that too. was the guy that also uh yeah did, uh yeah embarrassed the pompous and, and, and slapped owen for yeah. nothing and then he chased after owen now this final scene this is a final scene it's a standoff i consider a standoff between uh owen and matt i don't find, i don't consider a standoff but well, you go and i'll go so uh, Owen is trying to get away through a classroom, but he's locked in. He's cornered, and Matt walks in and says, "Owen, it's me." And then it cuts. Now, I'm pretty. I think he may have been out of ammo because yeah, I saw his gun. His it was gun empty. was. It, it, it's. It looked like it was. The, I, I don't know anything about guns, but I guess it was like when it when you when you're. Well, gun is empty. I guess it cocks back. Yeah. To signify that it is empty, and it was cocked back. Yeah, but I I think well what makes what makes a standoff a standoff is that there is equal animosity towards each other. Owen there isn't in this situation. I think this is where Matt he he goes and sees Owen and he's like like Owen like what are you doing man? It's me. And he's like cuz I think he's more like why is Owen my friend looking at me with total shock and fear? And then this is where Matt kind of becomes mad again where he's like 
he he smiles and is like, "It's me." Like, what are you doing? Yeah, and I, I, I most times, I I don't have a problem with ambiguous endings, but this one I think it's very. I mean, I would like to know what happens, but I think this is also very effective. He, I'm I don't not think angry Matt would ever kill Owen. I don't think that's the issue. But, uh, but I, 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 I don't know, know what might happen, because though. because Owen at or not Owen Matt at this point is so he has gone off the deep end. He is committing this act and. He, I think, I feel like at this point, I mean, you never know, with a psychopath like Matt, he might just be like, this is not the Owen that was my friend, no, I he think, is totally no, gone. No, I think, I think even now, he's wearing the shirt, says we're only here for the bad guys, he kills the bullies, and he's like, don't worry guys, I'm only here to kill the bad guys, he knows that, so I don't think he's gonna kill Owen, I, I don't, I think it's just... Owen's gonna be like, "What are you doing, well, man?" You could, like, you could maybe make the argument that not saying that Chrissy was a, a dirty, but she was associated in some ways with the dirty, like that cake scene when he, they bake a cake for Chrissy to get another means of talking, and a dirty, quote unquote, dirty sits down and starts eating the cake, and Matt gets very angry and annoyed with, uh, with Owen for letting a dirty eat the cake, and he's like, and he actually pushes him. He says, "What you're like, you're crazy," and pushes him. And at that point, like, you could maybe make the argument that Matt might associate like Owen, you're a dirty now, and no. he can say like, "Oh, it's me." Uh, I don't know. Like, no, he never considered Chrissy a dirty. But he considered I, the dirties the people who actually like physically abused him. I mean, I guess it, you could also. I mean, it, I mean, there's. I don't think. It's, I mean, maybe I can Matt see can say, like, Owen you're associated who, with the dirties, because, therefore you are well, dirty. because Owen was the one who pretty much was, like, left Matt to be isolated. Like, but that's not also, really Owen's fault, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so how do you think How do you think it ended? Do you think Matt killed Owen, or... No, I don't think Matt killed I don't, Owen. I, I don't think he did either. Um, because, well, I think now, because Matt is fully out of his... He got his, you know, revenge. He's not finished, but, like, I think he, he got that out, you know? Um, like, you know, for to turn an expression, like, he popped his cherry with, like, this, um, with, with killing these guys, and I think he just wanted to get that initial, you know, rage out, and now that he did it, I think he's back to Matt, but he's also yeah, killed I, two people in the process. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think he killed Owen, but I don't know exactly what happened, which... I guess it's up for interpretation. So, and then right after this, it cuts to black. You don't Best know ending credits now, sequence I think I've this, ever seen. Yes, that I totally agree with. And I think this goes back to, again, they the film like Matt Johnson and I and Owen Williams. Whenever something really serious happens, they always say that they kind of look at the camera and say, "This is a movie." And I think what better way to say this is a movie than having different movies like different uh, title sequences for uh, tons of movies i i will list the ones that i recognized yeah but uh, what yeah what better way to say this is a mo- this is a movie than have just references to uh tons of classic films yeah um just to, okay so i'm going to just list the ones that i that i recognize so there's star wars this is in no particular order uh, Star Wars, Goonies, Back to the Future, Fight Club, Doctor Strangelove, Superbad, The Godfather, Psycho, Airplane, uh, Fistful of Dollars, Monty Python, Halloween, Dirty Harry, Clockwork Orange, Space Odyssey, American Graffiti, The Shining, uh, Casablanca, I believe, Catch Me If You Can, and Dial M for Murder. Those are the ones that I caught. Now, there are a few that... Yeah, there are a few. I kind of, like, There are a few that I didn't but... really know, and then I may have missed, uh... 
like uh, I may have thought one like I actually like I actually think the uh, like a, a fistful of dollars. I think it was the good and bad and the ugly. But like it's really I I couldn't tell tossing it up. There it's this it's like really similar. Well, because a fistful of dollars is just silhouettes of just people getting shot. So I'm pretty sure it's the good and bad and the okay. ugly. Yes, but still, it, they're you know we films. know what we're saying. Yeah, and it's just a really a good way to end. The, and it's like I get I think it's like a some like really like punk rock song which reminds me of like dawn of the dead at the remake where it's like it ends on such a downer with uh a lot of people dying it's like the main character shoots himself well, I, yeah okay well uh i didn't say who okay well uh it's uh it ends yes yeah, it, it ends on a downer but then immediately after it's like this punk rock song so it kicks in and it's like what uh, you know what I'm referencing. I got this, uh... Yeah. And it's people... Uh, people are saying, oh, like, but, but you really wanted this. You you know exactly, like, like don't feel bad. Like, you you wanted this. And I feel like this is kind of, like, that in a sense. But, um, it's, again, telling, like, this is just a movie. Um, yeah. A serious movie with very good messages and commentary, but a movie nonetheless. Yep. So, that... Is it? That's the dirties. Uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll get to our star rating since I recommended the film. Brian, I think you are up first. Yeah, I would. Um, I, I would. I really, really like this movie. I would. I would. Out of five stars, I would give it a four. Um, mainly for the message that it's communicating. It's a very intelligent film, and it's very you know meta and self-referential. Um, like like earlier, I compared it to like a Charlie Kaufman-esque kind of screenplay. Um. You know, I really like, um, you know, that it has a message, that a very clear message that it's trying to say, and, you know, it's it doesn't hide the fact, but it also does it very well. You know, I, I know sometimes with, like, these kind of movies where they're trying to tell something or portray something in a specific way, it's very, like, on the nose and not really entertaining, because it's just, like, so in your face where this is like it's in your face but it's entertaining to watch because the, and the pacing is very nice too because they have like bits of comedy but also it gets really tragic and heartbreaking and then but then at the end it's like don't worry it's just a movie like this is what you know you guys watch and um you know the actors were they were okay they were pretty good um i, I really liked matt and owen the guys who played them even like chrissy she was okay um um uh, also, as like a film buff, I really like it. It's just chock full of that stuff, like little Easter eggs every every here and there, um, and so that's why I would give it a, a four out of five. Yeah, I I agree. I would I would also give it a four out of five stars. Um, I I do want to comment though. You said that this is in your face. I don't think that this is really in your face about it. A film that covers similar subject matter is, as we mentioned earlier, is a uh, is Elephant. And that film is in your face throughout the whole thing. And I, I don't, I, I have issues with that film. I like Elephant. I have issues with that film. But where that is really in your face about it, I don't. This think is kind of more. I, I don't think it's. It's not subtle. But it's not subtle. But no, it's just. Well, be, no, it's done, actually, I think. No, it, it's not subtle. Well, they the, just they play it in a very interesting way where. You're kind of questioning the mindset of the individual who's who's going through it, and it's very clever. Yes. Well, okay. So let's. Yes. Uh, I. I again, like I said, I would give this film four out of five stars. I think the style of this film is very original and unique. Uh, I really like that idea that the handheld camera is puts the and and the in the lack of 
uh, character for the for those behind the camera really helps the audience just get involved and actually uh, think that they're there uh, involved in the story and so I really enjoy that. I think the writing is very clever. I like the the Arxfella character. The acting is. I, I love I love Matt Johnson in this film. Um, Owen Williams does a does a uh, decent job, but I think Matt uh, Matt Johnson really steals the show on this. And I believe this was his uh, f- uh, feature. I think I'm pretty sure this was his like f- premiere, like his first film. It was. His first, yes, this was. I'm his, actually on IMDb. This right was, now, yes, I am too. This was his debut, and what a debut! Uh, I think it's very. I think it was a great film. Um, Definitely check it out, guys. Yes, I, so I would give this a four to, for the third time a four to five for its story style and uh, direction. I just think it's a really intelligent. What and ambition. Yes, very ambitious, intelligent, and clever film that I would totally recommend that anyone uh, listening to this show go see, and I am recommending it to everyone that I know. So, that wraps up uh, this episode of Amateur All Tours. Uh, Next week, or next episode, Brian, you are... Recommending, recommending a movie. It's a foreign, foreign film. First foreign film of the uh, amateur auteurs. A lot of firsts. This was the first handheld uh, film, and next week, first, the first, uh, the first foreign film that I, I believe Brian will probably be spearheading. I will. I will most be. of the discussion. I, I am, <laughs> I'll go into more, you know, next episode. But I am very well versed in this film, so, and yes. I think it is a film everybody should see. Um, so I guess that you gotta tune in to find out. Uh, we'll see what it is. Yes, and once again, everybody, thank you for uh, listening to this episode of Amateur All Tours. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. And uh, we will see you next episode. Yep, see you later, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Amateur Art Tours. If you like what you heard, want to leave a review, or even make a possible suggestion for a future show, please let us know. You can follow us on Twitter, at Amateur underscore Tours, our Facebook page, uh, which is Amateur Art Tours Podcast, our Instagram, at The Amateur Art Tours, or you can even send us an email, which is at TheAmateurArtToursPodcast at gmail.com. Again, the Amateur All Tours Podcast at gmail.com. That is one word. Cover design was composed by Sarah Jacobs. You can check out her work at Digital Adventures, which is her, her own personal website. Uh, opening and closing theme was performed by the CCH Jazz Ensemble, which was found using, using a Creative Commons search. Once again, we would like to personally thank everyone for helping us in supporting the show. Uh, remember to stay tuned for future episodes of the show, and... Let us know what everyone thinks, and thank you once again.